Welcome to Unbound, a health and wellness podcast. This is a show for the chain breakers of the holistic health community, the ones who know that their journey is pain to purpose to promise. I'm your host and integrative health practitioner, Krista Lynn. Through my holistic health practice, Soma Sounder, I'm here to help you choose into a healing journey and make your life your medicine holistically using a functional and somatic approach to health. In this space, you'll hear stories of healing, hope, and transformation from holistic health practitioners and doctors, coaches, and community members with incredible stories to tell. This show is not intended to diagnose, treat, or make any medical claims, but rather to give you a space to feel seen, inspired, and empowered with knowledge. Now let's get to today's episode. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Unbound. I'm so happy to be recording this today. Um, It's been an amazing month of August for myself and the team that I work with at Soma Sonder. We are really excited we went um, international this month, which is super cool, super excited to support individuals from all around the world in healing both their bodies and their minds. So very exciting. We've added some new testing to our offerings and our services and uh, just some new things that are super exciting. So I'm excited to share more about that with you. But um, today we are talking about um, the process of being (laughs) mid-process. I noticed that this is coming up a lot with the clients that I work with and just in my own process of reflecting on the past few years of my own personal journey of healing both body and and mind and spirit in in just reflecting on what does it look like to be mid-process and I think this is such an important thing to look at because oftentimes when we're mid-process we have a hard time seeing it because we're in the trenches right we're midway through and it's really important to hear from people who are on the other side of that midpoint in the process in order to have hope and to have um, borrowed belief and strength to keep going. Because mid-process can get really hard and there are different different levels to that and different layers. So I wanted to just talk about that today. And this is going to be the, the kind of analogies or the principles and the ideas that we're talking about. Um, I don't want to just kind of zero in on one area of healing with this. I think that this can be replicated amongst many, many areas of healing. So whether you're healing from something physical, an injury, a chronic illness, an autoimmune condition, some sort of diagnosis, or you're healing mentally and emotionally, and you've got some things that you need to work through, maybe you've had a traumatic or a really hard period of time, a loss, a breakup, something along those lines where you're just really in the thick of it, dealing with mental and emotional healing, or you're going through some sort of spiritual healing. Um, I think that the principles of this, I actually, I don't think, I know that the principles that we're going to be talking about are applicable to every one of those areas because I have experienced these in every one of those areas and the same principles apply. So um, I invite you to apply these ideas to whatever area of life that you are currently going through a healing journey in. 
again, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, or all of the above, because oftentimes more so than not, they happen in tandem uh, because we are just so connected. Our body and our minds are so connected. Sometimes we can't even really separate um, the journey of healing in, in both the body and the mind. So think about a movie. I'm sure that all of us have watched a movie or two in our lifetimes. And uh, I especially geek out on this because I happened to take a really, really fun cinematography class in, in college. <laughs> um, however, when you think about the uh, timeline of a movie, think about what happens in the middle, right? There's like the climax in the middle where, you know, maybe there's like a really complex situation the main characters are trying to get to the other side of or things get super messy and usually the messiest part of the movie is right in the middle because it gives us something to look towards um, and a journey to go on with the characters throughout the end of the story and so I think that when we're watching a movie we understand oh this is getting good we're excited to see how it all plays out but when it comes to our own lives and our own mess sometimes we can't recognize we're right in the middle we're right at that climax and we're not at the other side yet and so there's something that needs to take place when we are in in a messy moment is dis, uh, deciphering the difference between needing to stay the course and needing to switch strategies so i'm going to use my own personal example for this because that's just the easiest way right to share our stories and I've gotten pretty vulnerable on this podcast and and one of the reasons for that is just for sharing in hopes that my story will give somebody else hope or give somebody else a you know a, a path to look forward to because I think that when we are uh, journeying through some of these tougher moments, we need to look to people who have already climbed the mountain that we're currently trying to climb. And if we are too afraid to be vulnerable and too afraid to share, then we have a lot of hope deferred and we're not actually leaning into each other's stories and we're not using the redemptive beauty of healing to its full capacity. And we're just kind of brushing it under the rug and like, cool, that happened. I'm going to keep the gratitude and all the lessons that I learned under the radar. And I think that's just kind of a waste of our pain, like pain to purpose, right? Let's share. So in my own personal journey, I needed to get to a point where I needed to decipher, do I need to stick the course with this challenge or do I need to switch gears? And I see this a lot in the world of chronic illness where there are tough moments and sometimes it gets better before it gets worse. It also is the same to, to be true, the same is true in emotional healing. You have to heal to feel, right? Like that is true. There is no way that you cannot heal or that you can heal without feeling the, the feelings that are coming up with whatever it is that you're trying to process through. So uh, I know that personally, and then I know that with working with clients, that is super true. It's a hard process, which is why a lot of people avoid healing. They don't do the hard thing. They don't go to therapy. They don't work with a doctor or a coach. They just kind of go on living mediocre in this like chronic level of either physical, emotional pain because things do get more challenging and sometimes they have to get worse before they get better. And so when I'm talking about this moment, this kind of like fork in the road moment is is the getting worse before it gets better because you've just got to you've just got to journey through and support yourself through that part of the journey 
or is it because you need to switch gears? And I think that a really good marker for this, like a really good determination is, do you feel incapacitated by the pain? Again, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, do you feel incapacitated by the pain? If you feel incapacitated by the pain, here's what I would suggest for you to do. You're mid-process, you're like, this is too much, this is overwhelming. I totally got to this point, both physically and emotionally, when I was choosing a different course of strategy for my Lyme disease treatment. I wasn't necessarily experiencing a failed approach. It was definitely drawing things out, but it wasn't the right approach for me because I was getting to the point where I was incapacitated. I couldn't, I couldn't gather up or muster up the strength to keep going without outsourcing some borrowed belief, asking questions. And ultimately for me, it was a matter of switching gears. So when you're at that place, I would ask questions of those who have been either supporting you or those who have already gone through the journey that you're going through. Ask, did you experience this? Is this to be expected? Am I experiencing something normal? And instead of trying to brush it under the rug or feel like you have to burden it alone, reach out and ask. Reach out and ask a professional, a a therapist, a doctor, a coach, a, a health practitioner, a friend that you trust, a mentor. Is this is this part of the journey? Is this part part for the course? And if it is, first of all, the validation of that, that, okay, yeah, this is, this is normal. I'm okay. I'm safe. This is to be expected. That's, that's great. Now, if you're feeling like, okay, this is normal, but I don't have the, the energy to journey through, through this pain with this strategy, then you switch gears. And that's, that's what I had to do. I knew that I was not in a failed approach, and some of my symptoms were um, to be expected of the detox process and even the mental-emotional things that I was dealing with with my Lyme detox was to be expected in a journey of chronic illness and in a journey of detoxing Lyme and all these things. So neurotoxins are no joke. However, I needed to switch gears because I didn't feel like this was the best approach for me. I was kind of like totally ready to toss the towel. And I think that if you're at that point, there's a decision that needs to be made of either like we need to get additional support and or switch gears. And for me, it was both. I needed to outsource at that moment in time to speaking with a therapist and also switching my approach. I switched my treatment to go out to the clinic in Nashville, Tennessee and just um, try a different approach. I went to a facility that practiced biological medicine as opposed to the homeopathic approach that I had been taking beforehand. And so that for me was what I needed to do to accelerate my healing. Now, if I hadn't switched gears and outsourced support, would I have gotten better? Yeah, probably. I probably would have gotten better because it wasn't that my approach was was failing necessarily. It was that it just wasn't the right one for me. And it didn't feel good uh, to, to me, to uh, the idea of continuing on t- with that particular approach felt very overwhelming to me. So I needed to get external support and I also needed to switch gears. So if you're mid-process, I think that's a question that you need to ask yourself. Is this a matter of switching strategies and or outsourcing support? Or um, do I just need to make myself feel safe and comfortable and supported in exactly the place that I'm in right now, because it is going to get uncomfortable. Things do sometimes have to get worse before they get better. And it's a matter of, do I need to make myself comfortable and safe by, you know, getting, reaching out, getting some 
feedback from people who have gone through similar things as I have, as I am going through right now, or professional support, um, or do I need to switch gears? And I want you to think about planting, okay? I'm all about the analogies right now. But I want you to think about planting. When you're planting a new plant, whether you're replanting something that's already, you know, bloomed or you're planting a seed, you need to dig, right? Like you need to dig the soil up and it gets messy. You have to pull up the soil. You have to pull up the weeds. And the ground looks super messy when you're about to put a new seed or put a new like little plant down in there. And then, you know, you cover it back up and you wait for it to grow. It's not an instant result. And I think that we're in a mindset of looking for quick fixes and like, if this was really working, why aren't I seeing results immediately? And no matter what you're dealing with, whether it's a physical or emotional pain, you did not get this way overnight, right? Maybe with the emotions, maybe there's some kind of very unexpected trauma that happens, but even even still with a traumatic event, you cannot expect to uh, reverse through or process through that pain um, immediately. Like there is no quick fix that gets to the root cause. You can accelerate by working with a coach, working with a doctor, working with a professional, working with a mentor. You can accelerate and I would highly recommend getting that acceleration because I mean, for me, when I was in the thick of my healing, again, would I have gotten to the place that I am now? Probably. But it would have taken me maybe like three times longer to heal from some of the emotional pain and then the physical and the spiritual. And I wouldn't be in the place I'm at now or doing what I'm doing if I hadn't outsourced that support and borrowed belief when I was low and when I needed extra support. So the acceleration, I think, is always worth the extra investment in yourself, whether it's financially, emotionally, energetically, with your time, it's always worth outsourcing and accelerating because think about, you know, if you're hiking up a mountain and your trail guide's already gone ahead of you and they've already blazed the trail before you've gone on it, you trust that person, you feel safe, even though the hike is challenging, maybe it's the highest elevation you've ever climbed, the longest hike you've ever climbed, or maybe you never hike at all and it's like this new big animal for you to tackle. And it feels so much safer in your body when you know that you have support. And so that is uh, kind of the next thing that I want to encourage you with is if you're mid-process, don't go at it alone. Find community, find support around you, find the things that are gonna make your body safe in the journey. Because when we don't feel safe, we don't really truly have an optimal potential for healing because if your nervous system is in fight or flight and you're not trusting the process and you're feeling insecure about the process that you're doing, then how could you expect your body to heal as it was designed if it doesn't feel safe, right? Um, and we see this a lot with, with, um, like random, you know, random symptoms, especially for, uh, individuals who are either on edge all the time, they're highly anxious, they're always stressed or, they're dealing with symptoms like hair loss or brittle nails or poor skin. It's like these things, the body's not gonna go after those things because it knows that it can survive without them, right? It knows that it can push you into fight or flight. 
especially we see this often with uh, females with their menstrual cycles being irregular. Um, these are just some like physical and emotional manifestations of being in that fight or flight, right? Like poor sleep. Your body can function when you are in fight or flight, but it's not going to optimize your healing because it's just focused on surviving. So how can you get yourself out of survival mode more often, take care of your vagus nerve and keep going when you feel safe and supported? And again, that's beneficial whether you're in a physical or an emotional healing journey. That vagus nerve connects the body and the mind, innervates all of your major organs, and is the communication pathway between your gut and your brain. So literally, by uh, principles of physiology, your body and your mind are interconnected. There is no separation, which is why we can talk about the physical and the emotional healing journeys with the same principles, because again, it's all connected. So... Um, Essentially, we want to take that analysis. We want to see, okay, what am I, where am I at right now? I'm mid-process. I, do I need to switch gears, change my approach, or do I need to outsource support and stay where I'm at now or a mixture of both? And then am I trying to burden this alone or do I feel like I am totally supported with the people around me in my close circle, professionally if necessary? And then the last thing that I want to um communicate with you if you are mid-process is that you need to open up and leverage vulnerability and tell your story. Tell somebody about what you're going through. Stop trying to go at it alone. And that was the biggest game changer for my mid-process because um, when I was mid-process in my healing, I was living in a new place. I didn't really know many people um, like at a deep, deep level. Like I had a lot of friends and a lot of community around me, but I didn't know people the way that I knew people back home and vice versa. They didn't know me in that way, right? So when I actually allowed myself to be known in in the raw, real, unfiltered version, people showed up for me and it was just awesome. And it showed me that you know, we could, we could sit around and we could be like, oh, I just don't have a friend like that. Or I'm just not supported or that's nice for you. I don't really think I have people in my life that would show up for me like that. My question to you is, are you giving them the opportunity to, right? Because think about like the principle of giving and receiving a gift. If somebody is, um, is, is holding out a gift to you, but you don't put your arms out to accept it, what good is that? You can't, you're not even, you're never going to hold it. You're never going to open it. And they may be really ready to give that gift to you, but you're never outreaching your arms to receive it. And I think that is how we tend to operate when it comes to vulnerability and um, connecting with other people and telling our stories and allowing people to show up for us. We need to surrender to the beautiful parts of us that were made for connection and relationship. And I can think of one um, scenario that really stands out the most to me along uh, my mid-process was um, in between some of my treatments for Lyme and, and afterwards and when things were still really rough um, phys physically for me and as a byproduct emotionally um, to the point where there were days that I was just kind of like super lethargic and having uh, car cardiovascular symptoms and scared because I was you know, I, I, I'm by myself. And so I, I reached out to a very good friend of mine that uh, lived in the area at the time. And she just said, I'm just going to come over and I'm just going to sit with you. And to not feel like I had to do anything, explain myself, 
entertain any like she was just there to literally sit there and do nothing with me and it was the best most authentic loving expression that I have received along this process of just her um like stepping in as a friend and just saying I'm just gonna come be with you and that presence is everything that is where the magic is presence is so powerful and if you haven't allowed somebody to be present with you or you haven't practiced being present with somebody else, I encourage you to practice presence. And additionally, when we're talking about presence, have you allowed yourself to be present with yourself? Have you allowed yourself to be present in your pain and productively process or are you numbing out? Are you distracting yourself? Are you constantly scrolling on social media? Are you watching TV? Are you playing video games? Are you keeping so busy with work that you don't have to think about your mental emotional health? What are you doing that's distracting you that is an unproductive way of processing? And are you are you ready to productively process whatever pain that you're going through and just sit with that, sit in the uncomfortability and again, feel it to heal it. So some ways to do this, especially if you are struggling with this sitting and being the being, the, being present with your pain, um, right brain activities. So anything that stimulates that amygdala, which is the the part of your brain that emotionally processes and tends to shut down when you're going through something hard and traumatic, whether again, that's physical or mental, emotional, or spiritual, that amygdala goes, nope, not going to feel it right now. And so we want to wake it up a little bit and start to do some right brain activities like watercolor painting or coloring books or uh, classical music or movement. If you are in a space to do movement and you can do that with your body, Dancing is amazing. Um, So are somatic movement practices like yoga and Tai Chi and Qigong and Pilates. Um, And even just, you know, like dancing around and breathing and, and having a good time in your living room with your favorite songs. That can do a lot of good for your, your body and your mind. And I would strongly encourage you to get some of those practices into your daily routine. In addition to that, learning a new skill is so awesome. So we want to constantly be learning something, whether that's this is listening to a new podcast genre, reading something new in a book, or you're literally learning a new skill. Like recently I picked my guitar back up. And even though I have played guitar in the past, uh, I'm teaching myself a new song every week because it helps my brain. And it's actually been so much fun and it makes me feel so happy to pick it back up again and just to challenge myself in a new way. That is so good for your brain. And again, it's going to accelerate your healing, whether it's a physical, emotional, or spiritual healing journey. Um, So these are some of the ways that I wanted to share with you. If you are um, mid-process, these strategies can be helpful. Again, kind of reassessing and and zooming out and presenting the question, are you mid-process? Have you zoomed out and considered that? Number two, can you... um, Can you determine whether or not you need to switch strategies or just outsource support? Um, And then can you be vulnerable? Can you ask for help? Can you practice presence? Can you make your body feel safe? And then finally, right brain activities. So get creative and do something new. Make sure that you are taking care of yourself um, even more than you normally would. Ramp up those self-care practices because um, your body wants to feel safe, it wants to be nurtured, and 
the more we can start to nurture ourselves through this process, the more your body's going to know that you're on its team. So um, it's okay to outsource and ask for help. It's not a weakness. It's a strength. And I want you to know that if you are resonating with being mid-process right now, that it gets better. If I had not considered that I was mid-process at the very worst parts of my journey, then I would have had no hope. And there were moments like that. There were moments that were so dark that I knew I needed a change. I knew I needed to switch strategies and I needed to express that I was feeling hopeless. And if you're in that place, there is absolutely no shame, nothing wrong with you saying, I'm not okay, I need support, I need a different strategy. I think that's actually the strongest thing that you can do in that moment because you're being super honest and vulnerable and that's hard. But if you are in that place, I want you to know that it gets better and it, it's going to be okay. And I think that's ultimately what we want to know in that place is that it's going to be okay. Things are not going to stay like this forever. You're not going to be sick forever. You're not going to be in pain forever. You're not going to be sad or depressed forever or anxious forever because you have a choice. You have a choice to switch gears. And this is not some rant uh, that's like toxic positivity, right? Like this is not like you have a choice to just choose to feel well. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I am saying is you have a choice to leverage strategies and ask for support and get help. And if you are feeling like you're not strong enough to ask for those things or to find a new way, ask somebody to support you in that. Um, But have the courage to ask for help and and get your needs met in, um, you know, a variety of ways, supporting your body, your mind, and your spirit. So lean into that. Know from somebody who's been mid-process and is on the other side of mid-process that it does get better. I know it can be really dark and... um, borrowing belief is a beautiful thing because hope deferred makes the heart sick so if we have been going through something for a really long time it's likely that you're feeling low on hope and so when we borrow belief we borrow somebody else's hope that's okay that's a beautiful thing again that's leaning into the parts of us that were created to be relational beings and i think that is just um a beautiful demonstration of the ways that our pain is redeemed for good because we can help each other. So I hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast today. If you're mid-process, I'd love to talk with you. Please send me a message on Instagram or an email. Uh, I'd love to be in touch with you. If you're mid-process and you need support, whether it's physically, emotionally, or both, I'd love to book a consultation with you. And so you can find that link in the show notes or my Instagram bio. My Instagram is at somasonder, S-O-M-A-S-O-N-D-E-R. And if you're not following, please go ahead and follow. I appreciate you guys tuning in today and we'll definitely be back to talk about some of the exciting changes. I'll be going Instagram live with some of the new testing and services we have going on um, and telling you about some of the exciting things that have been happening in Soma Sonder. So I hope to see you over there. And uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, subscribe. It helps the show to grow and share with somebody who is mid-process because um, the the more we can... um, just meet each other where we're at. I think the, the more we get to tap into our humanity and we deepen our relationships. So send it to somebody who might be mid-process right now and needs a little bit of your presence. Thank you for listening and I will catch you guys next time.
and sign up for that consultation. There is a small fee for consultations now because we are getting so booked up, which is super exciting. But something that I notice happens sometimes is that um, clients will book a consult and then either no show or cancel last minute. And while I totally understand that plans change and things come up, um, it's taking somebody else's spot that may have actually shown up to the call. And so there is a small investment, again, very, very small amount, just to hold your space, hold your spot, and to help you uh, feel invested in the process ahead of time. Because whether you work with me or not, you do need to invest in your healing journey. And again, what you put into something is what you get out of it. And so um, that is the reason for that small change. But I hope that you guys um, are feeling encouraged mid-process. I hope that we can talk and reach out and connect. And I will talk to you next time.